C-A-M-P-A-D-U-L-T-H-O-O-D Camp Adulthood Bridging the Millennial Divide One conversation at a time Interviewing guests Strangers and friends We hope that you enjoy your stay at Camp Adulthood Hello and welcome to Camp Adulthood and the Resident Youth. I'm the Resident Youth, Maddie Yergi, and we are live from Petty, um, where I have been <laughs> visiting producer Jenny, who's here. Would you like to say hello? Hi. I just made like a happy face and then I realized, oh right, this is a podcast. Yeah, not, not a visual <laughs> medium. Um, so we'll catch up with producer Jenny in a second, but before we get into that, we also have a special guest, Celia. Um, Hello! Yay! And we're in her fabulously cute apartment in Paris. I cannot believe. I'm going to take a lot of creeper photos (laughs) for my own collection. Take as many Um, as you'd like. But it's beautiful. Um, So before we head into the episode, if you could just introduce yourself to the audience and just to place you kind of on the millennial spectrum, um, if you could say how old you are, where you grew up, and what are you doing now in Paris? Hello, I'm Celia. I'm 23 years old, and I was born in 1994, and I'm from Chicago, Illinois, and now I'm living in Paris, and I am teaching English at elementary schools as a a teaching assistant, and then also I'm a pretty much full-time nanny because Paris is expensive. Yes, it is. Well, that's very exciting. Um, So before we dive into more of the interview with Celia, producer Jenny, would you like to update our numerous fans on what you've been up to um slash are you staying in Paris for another year because I know people are on the edge of their seat about that oh yes I'm (laughs) sure people are dying to know about my living situation um so I am staying in Paris for another year as an au pair um yeah I'm changing families so I'm moving to like from like bumfuck Paris to like <laughs> actual real Paris. Celia and Maddie have both been to my house. They can both verify yeah. that I live like when I first got to Jenny's <laughs> place, like when we got off the bus, I was like, Jenny, you make it seem like you live in bumfuck. But I was like, this looks like real Paris to me. But then as we've like experienced more of the city, I'm like, now I understand more. Yes. Like there is stuff around, but it's not as like It's not where dense. you want to live. Yeah. So it's a little and- farther away from stuff yeah. that you want to be doing. Yeah, I'd never been there until I had to go to your apartment. <laughs> okay, but, like, you went to my apartment because I have the big nice. apartment where we can, like, cook food and, like, right. lay on couches and watch a TV. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I'm moving from bumfuck Paris to the Latin Quarter, which is going to be cool. Party And so I'm next year, mm-hmm. yeah, and I have a terrace next year, which is, I'm so ready. Um, but yeah, so next year, instead of two girls, I'm going to have three kids and they are teens with a Z because they're teens. Um, so I'm going to have a 16 year old boy, a 14 year old boy and an 11 year old girl. So we're going to see how that goes. (laughs) I think it'll be good. That's very exciting. And then after, after I'm an au pair for another year and I can't get the free rent anymore, I'm going to come back to the good old United States and get uh, my master's in library science so very cool awesome 
Exciting but updates about Jenny. Exciting updates. Love I'm it. doing the same thing that I do now. <laughs> so I'm slightly different. Well, I know when you first left, you were like, I'm going to be gone for a year and then maybe I'll be back. Like, who knows? But now I'm like... It's nice to hear that you like it here enough to stay. Yeah. She's really just saying for me. Yeah. That's really it. <laughs> Best friends. Yes. Great. So, Celia, outside of your nannying and just living the Parisian life, um, you are also a filmmaker. Yes. So I teach English because it was the easiest way to get a visa, but I have absolutely no interest in teaching for a career. So um, I studied uh, cinema at DePaul University in Chicago, and I did like the four years bachelor's program. Um, and I was a double major in French and, and film mm-hmm. because, you know, Paris. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I studied filmmaking and I wanted to be a director. So I've made a few of my own short films. I decided not to go into the film industry in the United States after I graduated because it was just kind of like the more that I learned about film, the less I wanted to yeah. do it for a career. You're like, oh, there's a little bit of a seedy underbelly there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, the industry in the U.S. is just like, well, it's really sexist, which shouldn't stop me. Like, I should, like, use that as motivation. But um, also... At the same time, you're like, why subject I, yeah. yourself to it? Yeah, and, like, I, um, like, to do film and, like, to, like, make your own film, you have to spend a lot of money. And I don't have a lot of money, mm-hmm. so if I wanted to make, like, films that I uh, had written or mm-hmm. the things that I was passionate about, I didn't really have the possibility to do that. And then also, um, like, the industry is not very, like, uh, practical for people that want to make films as art or mm-hmm. as, like, a creative um, outlet because they only want money, 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 what's right. going to make money, let's make... It's not super artistic yeah. all the time. Transformers 7, <laughs> yeah. like, is more interesting because they just need to, like, get people um, in the box office and, mm-hmm. like, return on investment and everything. So, I like, like, film and yeah. an artistic expression, and I didn't think it was really possible to do that, like, for a career in the U.S., so I've just been doing Especially things. as a young person. Yeah, like, and, you like... so much time, like... I have friends that are doing it who are, like, PAs for, like, five or six years. Exactly. And they're making no money, and they're working, like, 18 hours a day. And it's, it's a tough life just to, like, break into that. Yeah, and I had, like, super rich parents. It would be great. And, like, mm-hmm. they could fund my films, and I could be an awesome filmmaker. Right. But, uh, Which, surprise, surprise, a lot of people do that. Yeah. And you wouldn't even <laughs> <not> know. <laughs> yeah. But I've been doing things just for fun for the mm-hmm. moment. This is, like, a, a hobby. And that's been fun. I don't have access to the nice film equipment. But it's okay because right. I'm obsessed with, like, the 70s and yeah. the 60s. So I make everything, like, look, right. like, And there are people making, anyway. movie, what's the movie that just came out that the guy made on an iPhone? I don't know if it just came out. There was one that was, like, getting like, a lot of press uh, tan- in the tangerine. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. might have been that one. I can't remember. There's been a few. Yeah. And I was like, wow. I mean, I'm always impressed by anything. <laughs> I don't have a creative background, so I'm always like, wow, you did it. <laughs> I'm not a really good critic, but I did watch your um, thesis film. What's it called? Long Via Femme. Long Via Femme. Translates to Long Live Woman. Amazing. And you also recently did a music video in Paris, which was amazing. Like, Jenny was talking about the fact that you guys have, like, no budget and... You acted in it. <laughs> yeah, it was and it was very interesting. It was really great. Thank you. Yeah. 
Yeah, I made it with um, our friend Livy. Uh, she's a photographer. Shout out and, to Livy. Yes. Hi, Livy. What's <laughs> up? Um, she, uh, now I feel weird that she can hear what I'm saying about her. But, um, <laughs> but uh, she was a photographer. She is a photographer and she does a lot of like wedding photography. And she had never really done like cinematography. Mm-hmm. So it was an experience um, for her, and it was wow, interesting, awesome. like, as me trying to direct, and then I also was acting yeah. in it, and then I edited it, and I funded it, and, like, everything, um, but I made it for uh, a band called Lucille Furs. They're based out of Chicago, and they're friends of mine, so it was really fun to do that, because, like, um, I was like, if there's any time I'm going to star in a music video that yeah. takes place in Paris, like, I yeah. might as well do it. Like, totally. <laughs> why not? It's a great experience. So, yeah, it was, it was cool. And it turned out really well. What draws you to the 70s? I also got, I don't know if this was on purpose or if it's just because the girl in your other film kind of looked like, I know it wasn't yeah. you, but I assume <laughs> the intention was that she was, playing she was playing you or someone that looked similar to you. And I'm I, a little narcissistic. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I also got 70s vibes from that. Yeah, um, yeah. Is that what has, like, drawn you to the 70s as, like, an aesthetic thing or a place in time? I think that uh, I was obsessed. I've always been obsessed with French culture. And in high school, I would watch uh, French movies all the time because I wanted to, like, pretend like I understood what was happening even though I didn't speak French. Yeah. And um, I, knowing I was going to... And very, it, yeah, like, exactly. Kind of laid back, like, effortless beauty. Yeah, and I feel like everyone, even now, is kind of, like obsessed with like Anna Karenina. Mm-hmm. Jean-Luc Godard is like of course stereotypical but like he's a good director and I watched his films in high school and I think the whole like French New Wave obviously took place it, it I think that was in the 60s no yeah. I'm like I don't know I um, but there was the I 60s. Mean, decades we I think to... it was the end of the 50s beginning yeah. of the 60s. And we talk about this because this is a podcast about millennials and it's like you know, generate, it's like if you're born right on the cusp of, like, a generation, it's, it's all just, like, a social construct, and the same with, like, decades, like, the mythos of, like, the 60s versus 70s, it's, like, a lot of it bled into each other, so, to me, it's all kind of the same thing. (laughs) But, yeah, I think when I saw uh, A Bout de Souf and Pierre Le Fou, um, Pierre Le Fou is, like, I've, my Long BFM was inspired by a lot of, like, the color palette and that, and, um, the, like, contrasting colors, and I, like, stole Jean-Luc Godard's (laughs) font, um, thanks. Uh, I, yeah. need to, I need to find my own font, but, um, I, like... Hey, if I, it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> it's my advice. Yeah, but yeah. I feel like it was, like, partially my, like, obsession with the, like, French culture, um, like, in a lot of Jean-Luc Godard films, like, they're just so beautiful, like, uh, like, they're all, like, the style is... Yeah, is they're all kind of that, like, like, almost airy, like... It's almost like it's a dream, yeah. in a way, like a lot of the cinematography. Yeah, and that's why I feel like when I was making films, I wanted to, like, mimic that, because I loved it so much, so, like, I wanted to do it, too. Um, and then also, like, with music, uh, I love, like, all of the good, like, musicians from mm-hmm. the 60s, and uh, I feel like how they dress and everything, it's a big part of music, too. Like, um, the, obviously the Beatles, but, like, David Bowie, mm-hmm. Rolling Stone, all of them, like, they have such cool, like, fashion. yeah. Like the style, style and everything. Is a big part of it. So I think it's like that too. Like I, I just like I'm trying to relive sixties, <laughs> even though I was not born. But I, you can do that with film. Yeah. So that's very cool. So the film that we've been alluding to, what was the inspiration for that? Slash, what was the creative <laughs> process of putting it together? 
So I made Long VFM last year, and after my ex-boyfriend broke up with me, um, he... Womp womp. Yeah, he was French. I met him when I studied abroad in Paris, um, and his name was Pierre, of course. Oh, <laughs> and he had he a sucks. mustache. Like, Did so, really? yes, yeah, most stereotypical uh, French. Funny. Um, but basically, uh, he, uh, we were, like, in love, and he totally broke my heart, and it was, like, my first, like, heartbreak experience, and I was really sad, and he broke up with me by taking photos of a letter that he wrote and sending me the photos on Facebook Messenger. And the letter is, like, insane. It's, like, the most, like, melodramatic thing yeah. I've ever read in my life. And um, it was in French, so I, like, got the idea. I was taking, actually, a... And at an, the time, did you speak enough French that you could even understand Oh, my God. Or? Well, no, I, like... <laughs> I started reading it because he would send me... Um, he he liked he he wanted to be a writer, so he would send me like little things that he had written. So I started reading it, thinking that it was another mm-hmm. one of like the stories he had written. And like halfway, well, well not halfway through, but like a few sentences yeah. in, I was like, "Wait what? a second! I think he's breaking up with me." And like uh, after the fact, like I had to like sit down with my dictionary and like translate a lot of the letters so that I knew everything that he actually said because I like knew that I needed to know what every single sentence mm-hmm. was because it was all, well, you yeah. should just watch my film. You can, yeah, basically so the film, I took the letter. The script is, yes, so the, the dialogue is just the letter. Yeah, word for word, word, for word. I took the letter that he sent me on Facebook. It's and, wild. I won't spoil it for people that want to watch it, but it's wild. <laughs> and it's in French, but it's with English subtitles, so you can uh, yeah. understand it. And so it was actually, it was a beautiful process because the... I was taking an experimental film class at the time, and, like, in the experimental film class, it just, like, came to me that I was, like, I can, like, I can make this letter, like, a a film, and, like, and I got really excited about it, so then I, like, took my, like, heartbreak and poured everything into this short film, and I got... Did you feel better afterwards? Oh, my God, yeah, it was, like, I I don't know if I hadn't made this film, like, I don't know how long it would have taken for me to get over it. It's such a bizarre thing, I can't imagine getting... Like, yeah <laughs> maybe it's hard to type out French on no I just just like, like you, you couldn't even why. like put in the effort to type it out like you it or was like blurry photos he said more. blurry photos like no effort yeah, I don't know I guess it's a mystery that will never be solved like, yeah maybe he wanted it to seem more personal by being in his own handwriting but then it's like why take a blurry photo or not like or like send, send the it? like send the letter I mean that would have been Weird, probably worse yeah. but or I don't know call you like a normal person I don't know yeah well ex- like, exactly <laughs> and then send the letter after like if he had more to say or like yeah. wanted to be dramatic I don't know yeah no it was like mid conversation she was like, how are you? Oh, like, did you have a good night? Yes, like, da-da-da. And yeah. then, like, sends four photos out of nowhere. And it's very dramatic. So, yeah. Very interesting. And a lot of it, like, the first part I understood, and then it kind of, like, trails off in the middle into, like, God knows what, and then it comes back in the end, and I was like, I don't understand what the point of this was. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, I mean, like, he's a it's very, very like, it's writer. rude. It's yeah. just, like, rude. <laughs> <laughs> it is. But, it's crazy. Um... But the cinematography is very stunning. How long did it take you to, like, put it together from, like, getting the Um, idea to producing it? It was about three months, I think. Um, I, like, it hasn't happened really since, so I'm waiting for it to happen again. But, like, when I first got the idea, I just got so many ideas, and, like, every single image was, like, in my head, Mm -hmm. so I, like, storyboarded everything. So, like, every single shot that we shot, like, was in my head, like, like, ahead of time. And then, um, I, so, 
part of what I was saying before, like, I was really um, frustrated with the film industry because it was very sexist. Mm -hmm. And, like, in my film school, um, like, it was just, like, all of the guys were the macho guys and, like, they were making all these things. And anytime anyone asked me to work on something with them, they usually asked me to act in it or, like, something, like, not, like, film-related. And, like, I worked on... um, Which I wanted to ask you about that. Not I want to circle back to this, but being a very beautiful person. (laughs) Thank you. You probably recognize recognize that about yourself like conventionally you're very beautiful do you think it sounds like yes in like a professional environment people might not have taken you as seriously yeah I feel like that's uh or they saw you as like one thing and yeah I mean I think it might have been partially how I presented myself too but like Mm -hmm. I feel like people didn't really like I don't know I just never felt like comfortable on set where like people like respected like Like me as like a filmmaker yeah I know that was a big problem at NYU too I don't know if Jenny is nodding. Yes. Yeah. You can probably speak to this better than I can, but I feel like the NYU Tish culture of, like, film and TV is very, like, bro-heavy and... So bro-heavy. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's, you know, film and TV schools everywhere. Yeah. That's something that they have to contend with. Yeah, and so then, so for the film, I, like, my whole crew was all females, and none of us had ever worked on an all-female crew, so that was really cool, and oh, it was kind of, like, a little bit, like, yes, like, long girl film, long yeah. woman, like, um, so that was really exciting uh, to do that, and I think that everyone had a, had a good time. Um, but yeah, so it took, like, three months, uh, about three months to make, and, like, a lot of pre-production, and then... Um, the actress, I actually, like, didn't know her. I, I was trying to find yeah, an actress. How did you find her? Uh, we followed each other on Instagram. Oh. And I just, like, was like, she I has, love that. like, very she millennial has similar hair. Internet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think we had shot with, like, the same That's photographer so once. And so uh, we, like, followed each other because we, like, the, I think the photographer yeah, was like, he looks so much yeah. like this girl, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, hey, I should ask her to act. And then she was down and it was a really good experience. And she actually, um my, the film was shown at a film festival in Chicago a few weeks ago and she messaged me and she was like oh thank you so much for like having me as a part of that film it was so much fun and like the and I was like oh yeah like you made a friend yeah that's cool what festival was it in Chicago um it was at the it was at an experimental film festival through DePaul um because it's uh it's an experimental film if you watch it um you'll see that it's a lot of imagery like representing mm-hmm. how I felt um so there's a lot of yeah it's not necessarily like narrative <laughs> yeah so um, yeah but it was really exciting I liked I liked making it I, I want to like make something like that again but it's now difficult because I don't have access to any of the equipment mm-hmm. that we had as film students right. so like that film we shot on the red epic which is a like, really expensive camera and we had like yeah I had, like a 10 person crew and it was really great and so that's the one. Uh, right, to do that now, you'd have to pay all those people, rent the equipment. Yeah. Like, yeah. So. <laughs> well, that's really special that you were able to do that, and that's a testament to DePaul, to shout out that they... Yeah. No, they have, have, a, they have a good program. They have a really nice film program, and I think that, um, like, the, the problem with, like, uh, male dominance or whatever is, like, at, pretty much at all film schools, it's just, like, how the film industry is. Yeah. And... Yeah. I, like, want to do more to, like, combat that, but I, like, I'm just, like, Wah. Well, I think the easiest way you do it is, you know, as much as you have time for it, like, just putting stuff out there. Yeah. And getting people to watch it, and then I think eventually people will notice, you know, even in your small way, like, doing what you can with what you have. 
and that slowly chips away at it. Like, it's a little bit demoralizing because everyone, like, wants to smash it and tear it yeah. down, like, in one day, <laughs> and it's not always possible, I think. Um, you alluded to earlier getting photographed, so you were a model for a period of time. Yes. How was that experience? Um, that was a very... Was it in Chicago? Interesting. Yeah, I was a model for five or six years. Um, I started modeling when I was 15, and I was signed at um, Factor Women, and now they just um, now they just became MP Management. I think they uh, combined with mm-hmm. MP Management. Um, but I started when I was 15, so I was really little, and I can't believe oh. my mom let me. Like, I, she Did was so unhappy about like it. Oh, yeah, I, like, it was, like, uh, I was obsessed with America's Next Top Model, and, like, I'm really tall. Yeah. Yeah, so everyone was like, oh, you should model, because I'm 5'11". Yeah. And so I was like, I want to do this. And so I, like, my friend... How um, did you contact them or find them? Did you send them, like, pictures of yourself, or...? Yeah, my, actually, my friend in middle school, um, Emily Brumley. Hi, Emily. (laughs) (laughs) She got signed with them first, and um, I, like, found out about the agency. I think, no, I don't remember if, I think we both knew about Mm -hmm. it, and then she got signed. And so then it was, like, more motivation that, like, hey, I could do this, like, my friend's doing it. And so I think I went to the agency, um, like, I went to an open call at the agency once, and they were like, oh, like, like, no, not right now. And I was like, (laughs) okay, whatever. And then, like, I think a few months later, they had, like, a, a model search at a mall. That I went oh, to with my mom, <laughs> and then at the model search, they like were like, "Yeah, we want to sign you." So I got signed with them, and then um, it was yeah, it was like I can't believe I did that for five years, and then that's already in the past because yeah. that's so wild. But it was really cool. I got to do a lot of um, like in high school. I grew up in a suburb of Chicago, but it was still like on the metro, so mm-hmm. like I could take the train into the city very easily. So, um, in high school, I would, like, leave school early a lot to go downtown for castings and stuff. So, it was a very, like, adult experience. I felt very, like, grown up and cool because I was like, I'm just taking my bag with my six-inch heels and going downtown for a casting. Yeah. Like, but also kind of stupid. But, yeah. um, Well, it's fun. It's, like, a nice, I mean, I feel like a lot of girls have those dreams. Yeah. To be able to, like, live it and see what it's really like is a cool experience. Yeah, and I met a lot of people, and, like, uh, it was a big, like, factor of why I think that I wanted to go to, like, college in the city, and, like, why I'm so obsessed with being in a city, like, mm-hmm. a big city like Paris and Chicago. Yeah. Like, I, I think it made me very urban and, like, comfortable yeah. in, like, a city setting. And um, I got to walk in some really cool shows. Like, the the coolest thing that I did was I walked in an Oscar de la Renta show. Ooh. And it was the, the show uh, from New York, like, brought to Chicago. So it was, like, all of the mm-hmm. same garments. And I got to wear the, wear the dress that Kendall Jenner wore. Oh. <laughs> and it was, like, the exact same dress. Like, she had been in it. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. <laughs> um, and then I got to walk in a Tory Burch show at the Field Museum, which is um, one of the big museums in Chicago. And Tory Burch was there. Like, it was so... That was yeah. really cool, too. And there were a lot of um, models in the show that they had, like, flown in from New York that I was, like, obsessed with. Yeah. And, like, that was such a cool That's thing awesome. to, like... Yeah, I, Did you prefer walking to being photographed? Or was it... Are they kind of two different experiences? Um, I liked... I think... 
Hmm, that's a good question. I did not have Instagram in high school. Oh yeah, that's true. I so feel like the Instagram culture with modeling is like really yeah. Exploded. Like I feel like if I had had in- if Instagram was like a mm-hmm. big thing, I totally would have preferred like being mm-hmm. photographed because I could like post all my right. cool photos. Yeah. Um, but walking in shows was like really cool because it's just like such like a rush of like when you walk onto the catwalk. It's and, like, like a performance. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. And it was like very exciting always. There was so much like energy mm-hmm. always and like always cool after shows or like parties mm-hmm. and stuff and like um I think I prefer runway but also uh after like a year or two I only did runway like mm-hmm. I was no longer on the the print board um so I didn't do that many like photo shoots right. um aside from like for my portfolio and uh I did some photo shoots for Myers the store oh, yeah that was funny Very I looked like West. so stupid in this <laughs> But. I love that. That's great. <laughs> how was it? I'm assuming you got paid to do this. Yeah, I. How was it to have money as like a high schooler? Um, I got. Yeah, I got paid like decently. Some things like you didn't get paid for at all, and mm-hmm. then some things you got paid a lot. But I saved all my money um for That's my great. for my trip to Paris yeah. because I was obsessed in high school that I would do a full year of study abroad in Paris. Which I don't you know ended up doing, which right? I, yeah I ended yeah. up doing so like pretty much all of my savings. Um, like I was saving into my savings account, like for my study abroad in Paris, like that was always in my head, like I need this money for yeah. when I go to Paris. And then I came to Paris and I spent pretty much all of it. So. <laughs> As one does. Yep. And I'm like, oh, I'm so stupid yeah. for doing that. Like I did not need to spend all that money uh, when I was 21. And now yeah. I'm like, I could really use that money. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of, now I'm Youthful like, mistakes. Oh. It's all right. It <laughs> I wish that I, like, I'm like, hmm, maybe I should try modeling again. Like. That would be good money, yeah. but it's also stressful and, like, very... I, I had no self-confidence when I was a model because I was just always surrounded by beautiful, You're skinny, 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 yeah. like, tall girls. And I was like, they're so much better than me. And, yeah. like, and now that I'm not modeling anymore, I, like, am way more confident, I yeah. feel like. But Did you have any, like, negative experiences modeling, like, um, specifically yes. that kind of turned you off to it? Um, well, I stopped modeling because I, like, decided that I love food and Mm -hmm. I didn't want to, like, have to watch what I eat and I, like, would always feel guilty for, like, eating things and, like, that sucks. So, I, after I studied abroad in Paris, when I went back to Chicago, I, like, gained a little bit of weight and I, like, never really, like, I I feel bad because I, like, never really followed up with my agency. I just kind of, like, stopped, like, (laughs) doing stuff, um... So I still like, That's and funny. I'm like, I'm like, I should email Are you my still agent. On them? Yeah, I um, like, no, I don't think that I. Maybe I don't know because like, time. yeah. That's <laughs> and like, then. I need to email her and just like thank her for yeah. like the great like five Experience. years that yeah. I was there. Like I've been meaning to do that for like two years, so yeah. that's kind of sad. I'm gonna do that today. Um, yeah. <laughs> now that it's out there publicly on the internet. Um, yeah, but no, the only the worst experience I had, I did a hair show, um, and. There, like, is this huge hair, like, I don't know what, it, like, the, like when fashion. a bunch of people come from yeah. all over the convention. place. Convention, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was, like, a hair convention in Chicago, and um, I got, like, booked for it, and they were only supposed to cut my hair, like, a little bit. Like, they, like, the rules that they couldn't go above the collarbone because, like, we have to have mm-hmm. our, like, specific, like, look yeah. for our comp cards and everything. And so, um... 
they ended up giving me a mullet. <gasps> no. Because it was below my collarbone in the back. And then in the front, it was like, it wasn't like a super short mullet, but it was still like, oh my God, it was so bad. And they dyed my hair like bright orange. <gasps> and it was Nick Arojo from What Not to Wear. Really? Did you ever see the show? It yeah. was him. And they, he, he was like, I, I just want to make you girls beautiful. I'm not going to do anything weird to your hair. We just oh want to be beautiful. And then they gave me like a fucking mullet with, or I was, and I was in, uh, I was a junior in high school. So all of the people in my high school thought that this was my choice, that like right. I chose this haircut and I was totally mortified. And yeah. I, I tried getting Did it like fixed. you immediately like try to fix it? Yeah. Well, I tried getting it fixed, but then it was still just like this weird bob with yeah. all these layers and like it was so ugly oh my god it was so bad <laughs> and it like it ruined my like I couldn't work for a right. while because Until like I looked fixed. so weird yeah. oh and like I feel like maybe now I could have rocked it better but in high school like right. no I was so awkward like oof <laughs> it was terrible yeah and like <sighs> they like ne- they never like I think we tried to get them to like pay for like I don't know it was just it was just really bad. Yeah. It's like, I remember looking in the mirror, like, going to the bathroom in the convention center and looking in the mirror and just being, like, <gasps> like, tears. It's like those girls on America's Next Top Model when they do, like, the makeovers yeah. and some of them do get really ugly stuff done on that show, too. Oh, it was so I bad. I feel bad for them. Even if it looks good, but it's, like, not their choice, I think that would be, like, my biggest thing with being a model is, like, even if you look good, but it's not your style or, like, not your choice, you just have to, like, suck it up. Yeah. So that takes a strength of character <laughs> that I think a lot of people struggle with, I would imagine. Yeah, and like in high school, I would wear sweatshirts and stuff to school. And like, so I was like, you know, with like sweatshirts and right. jeans and then this like weird fucking mullet. Like it did not. <laughs> I can't I mean. imagine. That's really funny. Um, Worst thing of my life. What, like compared from Chicago to Paris, what are like things that you miss about Chicago? What are things that you love about Paris? Like... Oh God. Comparing the two cities. <laughs> All right. If you Unless you don't miss feel, anything. How much time do we have? <laughs> if you ever want to talk to someone who legitimately just like loves Paris and will just get you excited about Paris. It I is, love it. Let's yeah. do it. Give a travel to all, all right, of our so, listeners that have never been to Paris. Why should they come? I love Paris. And I'll tell you why I love Paris. And it's going to take a while. So it's, <laughs> it's fine. It's We're basically ready. just like I had this total dream and idealized version of Paris before I ever came here. The first time I came here was when I studied abroad and I was here for nine months, but I'd never been here before that. And I think from all of like the movies, like Amelie and all of the Audrey mm-hmm. Hepburn movies and um, like Midnight in Paris and all of those things that romanticize the city, that was my idea mm-hmm. of it. And then I got here and I was like, Oh shit, it's actually like that. Like, that's actually how the city is. Except I was disappointed that it was 2016. Right. Because um, I thought it was going to be the 20s still. Yeah. So I was like, where are all the cool cars? And like, yeah. <laughs> why are people dressed like in modern day clothes? Like, what's <laughs> up? Um, but the city itself, it's just so beautiful. Like, if it's raining, it's beautiful. If it's super hot, it's beautiful. If it's cloudy, it's beautiful. If it's morning, it's beautiful. If it's night, it's beautiful. It's like the city goes through this transformation every day of like all of these different versions of Paris and they're so beautiful and it's really hard to choose which yeah. one is like the best. Like is Paris at night the best because of all the lights everywhere and like they flicker off the sun and like they uh, they are on all of like the 
the sidewalks have like a glisten to them all the time. So the lights like reflect off of the sidewalks and it's just so pretty. But then during the daytime, there's all like the flowers and like, oh my God, it's just so, I love the city yeah. so much. But the architecture is just unlike any other city in the world. And like when you're here, you really feel like this connection with mm -hmm. the past and like being able to imagine like all the things that have happened in this one spot because like like for example there's like cafes that have been here for like 300 years and um, a lot of the monuments like they've been here for a really long time and it's just easy to like picture like I don't know just there's so much rich history mm -hmm. and it makes everything exciting because it's like you feel like more connected with all these things that have happened whereas like in Chicago everything is just like cement gray buildings that are like pretty ugly yeah. and like they've only been there for a little bit like not much has really happened like I don't know I just feel really connected with like history and stuff here which is cool um and also the food is really good everyone has to ha get like a croque madame when they come yes I um, had a croque monsieur yeah. yeah oh you should have the madame I know they didn't have one but Damn. like at the cafe I was at they Damn, only had croque madame <laughs> That's well, that's my favorite thing. <laughs> no, but it's so good. Yeah. And like the croissants, the fact that you can like buy croissants or a baguette for a euro and like uh, the cheese and wine is, is inexpensive and it's so good. And um, like, wow, my, my brain's all scattered yeah. because there's so much to talk about. But like the museums are like so mm -hmm. like there's so much that you can go do. Which is funny because I spend most of the time in my apartment yeah. like, doing nothing and watching Netflix. But there are so many things that you can go do and like experience all these things that like people like would die like would like right. die to come and like see these things and it's just like all right here. I can't believe that like it's always like accessible. Yeah. And uh, I love just like sitting at cafes because you can like go to a cafe and you can pay two euro for an espresso. And you can just sit there for hours and, like, the waiter doesn't care. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's cool and, like, people watching and just, like, everything is just so beautiful. It's just insane. <laughs> and, like, I don't know. Um, I lost my train of thought. But Paris is beautiful. Paris and is Do you want to live here forever? Yeah. You want to go back to Chicago? Well, I love Chicago, too. Chicago is a great city. The people there are really nice. Like, all of my friends there are awesome. And my family, too. I miss my grandma a lot. Yeah. But I'm going to uh, spend a lot of time with her this summer, so that's good. But um, and the food is good too in Chicago. Mm -hmm. But it's just like it's different. Different. Yeah. I miss uh, iced coffee. But they recently Jenny got us yes. iced coffees at Parisian Starbucks. <laughs> yeah, I go to Starbucks here more than I would like to admit. <laughs> Fun fact: they don't really do to-go coffees here except at Starbucks. Yeah, it seems. So, yeah, that's really the only place. And if you see people with to-go cups, you know that they're not French. Oh, no. Yeah, that's fine. It's worth the sacrifice sometimes. <laughs> I What's... forgot what I was saying about Chicago. Oh, how you miss your family and the food is good, the people are nice. Oh, yeah. Okay, so now that I've lived in Paris, mm -hmm. I'm like, I know that this is, like, possible to live this, like, quality of life. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I have to live here forever because if I go back to Chicago, I'm just gonna be missing Paris like all the time. Like yeah, when I was, place. yeah, I was in Chicago for like a year after I studied abroad, and the whole time I was just like, I have to get back to Paris. Yeah. I have to get back to Paris, and I was like, everyone hated me because I was just like, well, in Paris. Yeah. Blah blah blah. So, but yeah, I feel like I at least I'm gonna live here for a while. That's very cool. Yes. So what's the plan? I know. 
you mentioned you're staying another year at least. Yeah, I'm so staying. So you're going to be doing the same, like, teaching English and yes, nannying? Ne- next year I'm, I'm teaching English in the same schools, I think. It's not yet confirmed, but I'm pretty sure it's the same schools. And then I'm going to nanny again, um, I think for the same child. I haven't decided Unclear. <laughs> yet, um, but it's possible. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, it's just pretty much the easiest way to get the visa, but the visa sucks because it's only eight months and um, you can't work, like, a second job on it. So, like, we're allowed to babysit and tutor, but that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. So I want to, f- I think I'm probably going to end up coming back for grad school or a master's or just like enroll in French classes or something so that I can have a student visa um and then because I do need to improve my French yeah um my French isn't bad but it could always be better it could be better I hang out with too many Americans Jenny (laughs) not my fault (laughs) it's not you guys should speak French to each other I know we try (laughs) it's going so well so far (laughs) no Uh, no, je, tu descends, je dis, uh, okay, I didn't mean do it right now, I meant on your own Because <laughs> <laughs> no one's going to know what you're saying. She's also speaking really quickly, so I actually am not really getting... I, she said Thursday in there somewhere. But yeah, the, the constant struggle is just like finding out yeah. how to have the visa because yeah. I am unfortunately not a European citizen. And if anyone out there is, and they want to uh, also, if talk anyone to wants me, to marry Celia, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. But we don't want the French feds yeah. uh, listening to this podcast. She wants someone to fall in love with, <laughs> legitimately. Yes, please fall in love with um, in, with me. I probably won't fall in love with you unless you're Harry Styles. Well, oh, yeah. there we go. I had, is, to, I had to bring it up. <laughs> what is what is the appeal of Harry Styles? Also, I feel like oh my God, <laughs> you might take this as a compliment, or you might not. I don't know, but I feel like you and Harry Styles look kind of similar. Really? Yeah. I've never gotten that before. No, I was hoping so. you were going to say you guys would make I a great like couple. I feel like you're both very tall and you have dark hair. Well, I guess we have like you a similar like smile. Both tall, tall, dark, and handsome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Harry Styles is so sexy and he's super um, feminine in like the way that he dresses and it just makes him even sexier. Yeah. Like he paints his nails and he wears ruffles and like sequins and heels. Do you think heels. he might be gay? Uh, well, he's bisexual. Oh, really? Yeah. How, 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 why did I not know that? Um, well, actually, I saw him in Paris. Um, really? Like, on the streets? No, oh my god, I wish. Oh, you went to a show? Well, unfortunately, I went to the oh, show. okay. You said that so nonchalantly, like, um, I just saw him. <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, you ran into him at a cafe. My, that would be my dream. <laughs> um, no, but I, when I saw him perform in Paris, uh, he sang, like, a new song, and one of the lyrics is like the boys and the girls are here I mess around with them and I'm okay with it oh. and it's like I kind of like it and all this stuff so that was like his like yeah. coming out kind of but honestly that just makes him sexier too yeah. because he's like confident and like he's a super like masculine mm-hmm. and like the, the voice and like everything yeah. and um he's just like beautiful and he has a great smile and yeah. he just is like very nice and he tells everyone yeah. to choose love every day Oh, he's just a so great nice. guy. I'm disappointed because oh. Celia started doing her Harry Styles impression, but then... it was good. It was pretty spot on. I feel like if I do it and it's gonna be recorded, it's okay. gonna be really bad. Okay, uh, let's <laughs> no, try. Okay. Let's try. Okay, pretend. Um, I'll pretend I'm interviewing Harry Styles. Uh, I'm Harry, and I work at a bakery. 
Wait, no, that was like a <laughs> that was like French accent. I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, really good at doing the French accent. Uh, it's one of my uh, strengths. I can do the French accent, but I can't really speak French. But uh, it's like a good in between. Do you think between. the French understand you when you speak English more if you do it in a French accent or not? Uh, I think that is possible. That they, uh, they understand the words better. Uh, it's like if I was... Uh, they're talking to somebody, uh, they're speaking English, and uh, no, this is what we're talking about. Actually, I don't know, uh, I'm very confused when I'm French, um, <laughs> it's very difficult for me. Uh, okay, Harry, let's try it. Oof. Um, uh, yeah, uh, sometimes when I uh, talk about Harry Styles, it's good, uh, but sometimes it's really bad. I feel like right now it's really bad. Okay, that's really bad. Let's not put that on the podcast. Well, if that's you ever meet Celia in person... I can only do it when I'm drunk. drunk if I'm drunk, yeah. it's better. Yeah, yeah. I can verify that it's better when she's drunk. Yeah. So we should get Celia drunk, bring her back on the podcast, and get and get the Harry Styles yeah. impression. We can pretend like I'm interviewing Harry Styles, and no one will know the difference. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, sometimes when I uh, talk, no, okay, no, give it up. It's okay. <laughs> it's all right. Well, that's very exciting. Um, <laughs> um, I'm gonna marry Harry Styles one day. So. That's a good way to remain in Europe. Your styles? Except yeah, Brexit. Except Brexit. That's true. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> but it's okay if I'm with Harry. I, yeah. I, could, I could not live in Paris for Harry. Yeah. But other than that, no. Have to be Paris. <laughs> hard, hard pass. So one day I'll become a famous filmmaker. I'll make a film starring Harry Styles. That's how mm-hmm. we meet and that's how we'll fall in love. You heard it here first, folks. Okay? <laughs> Podcast exclusive. Yeah. I feel like this is like the secret. Like, she's putting it out into the universe, yeah. and therefore it has to come back to her. Yeah. Well, not to be, like, this, but uh, so far, everything that I've ever wanted has come true. Uh, modeling was my dream. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess I could have become a famous supermodel. That didn't happen, but that's okay. No, it uh, seems like to Paris, they having... all are not as happy as you. Yeah. <laughs> like, I watch the Kardashians. Kendall Jenner gets a lot of panic attacks. Does she? Yeah, she gets panic attacks every time she goes on planes, and she travels so much. Damn. It's, like, debilitating. She cries a lot. I love to hate her. <laughs> I was like, that. It I'm very like she's very, like, on edge, you know? But her life is also, like, a dream, And she so. did Harry Styles. <sighs> That's true. Do you think that that was for publicity, or do you think it was, like, real? Oh, it was real. Like, do you think uh, somebody... his relationship with Taylor Swift was also real, or do you think that oh, was more Oh, I hate Taylor Swift. Yeah. Um, she is a murderer. <laughs> really? In what way? She has murdered men. What? I know. Yes, it's so obvious when you look at her what? face, you like, can just tell. Like, which man? Like, I don't know. We obviously don't know about it. Do you think she, she just hates men, it? or do you think she literally, like, acts No, I don't know. I just know when I look at her, and you look at that little, like, smirk, it's like... You think she might be kind I, of psycho? I'm a murderer, and uh, I got away with it. Oh. That's how I feel wow. about Taylor Swift. What if she's the real Golden State Killer? <laughs> I mean, I think she's too young for that. <laughs> no, Will but... Taylor Swift sue this podcast if we slander <laughs> her? No, because she's a public figure, right? Yeah, she's... <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but Harry and Kendall like full on dated because somebody hacked his mom's iCloud and got all these oh. photos, and there are all these photos of like uh, Kendall and him and his mom. Oh. Okay. And like she had them on her phone, so that's yeah. like, and they're like very coupley, like right. on e- like it's very, yeah. it makes me angry, but it's fine. Yes. Yeah. Whatever. He probably broke up with her because. Well, again, she's... you wore her same dress, so. Yeah, no, one step closer. Yeah. That's why I'm taking these fucking vitamins that cost so much. That's all really great. Is there anything else? I also, like I'm to... a nice person. I don't hate everybody. I'm sorry. No, Celia's like one of the nicest people I, think I know. Have, I think yeah. 
I mean, I've only known you for like two days, and I think you're very enjoyable and fun. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. I just have a special hatred for like Kendall and like Gigi and Bella because, well, Bella because of her plastic surgery, but that's another yeah. conversation. It's a little scary. It has to do with, you know, my modeling days, you know? Yeah. That's okay. It's fine. Um, I always give people the opportunity. You don't have to if you don't have anything but if there's anything like zeitgeisty in the news or anything related to like millennial culture that you want to talk about or if you've had a particularly millennial experience you feel um you can think about it for a second if you want a super millennial experience i feel like millennial culture I is think... not as pervasive here yeah like it's bit. different everywhere um i feel like uh, like, since we already talked about it, um, Long VFM, like, yeah. that, my whole relationship with, um, with Pierre, yeah. it was just, like, all on, like, we met on Tinder, and then it was, like, all kept up through, like, Facebook Messenger oh, yeah, and stuff. yeah, because you guys were and, apart like, for a while. Yeah, because it was, like, long distance. And it was, like, I feel like you could track our entire relationship, like, with, like, online technology. technology. Yeah. Like, That's like from where we met to, like, how he broke up with me yeah. and then, like, all, all the in-between. Like, yeah, and then you made a movie about it. And like, then I made a movie about it, who uh, the star is from Instagram and, like, all that. I don't know. I think that's yeah, funny. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Did Pierre ever watch the movie? Oh, yeah, I sent it to him. <laughs> what did he say? If you don't mind talking um, about it. He, at first, he was like, oh, it's good. It's very French New Wave. And I was like, uh, Did he realize it? Did you tell him when you sent it to him that it was about him or you were just like, oh, here's my movie? Um, no, I told him. You I like, him. I messaged him and I was like, hey, like. Hey, fuck face. <laughs> <laughs> I was no, like, sorry, I was, pay- <laughs> was like, that's just what I would do. <laughs> well, I, I messaged him and I was like, hey, like, that I made this, like, based off of, like, you. Your breakup. Yeah. Like, our breakup and, like, how I felt and everything. Yeah. Like, and uh, he was really excited to hear from me because he had been messaging me a lot and I never oh, responded for a yeah. few months. Mm-hmm. So at first he was like, oh, it's so good to hear from you. Like, <laughs> but I, uh, oh, sorry, he was like, uh, oh, it's so good to hear from you, but I uh, <laughs> don't have time to watch the video right now. So I watched it a little bit. And then he watched it. Yeah. <laughs> and then he said that. And I was like, seriously, that's all you have to right. say? Like, um, seriously? Like, because I like, it was his real underwear that I burned in it. Like, it's his real bracelet that I break in it, and it's, like, word for word, like, yeah. his, like, words. Wait, do you still have the necklace? You should tell oh me my god. Oh my god, he gave me for Christmas, <laughs> he gave me a necklace, he mailed it to me, and it was broken when it got there. Oh. And I was like, um, you know, the, like, the necklace is broken, and he was like, oh, I know, like, I thought it looks better like that. And I was like, uh, okay, like, whatever. Yeah. And then after he broke up with me, I realized the necklace was from Claire's, the children's jewelry store. <laughs> there was, like, a little, Amazing. little, teeny, tiny, like, golden, like, yeah. tag thing on it that said Claire's. And if I had realized that before he broke up with me, man, I, I would have like, broken up with You head. cheapskate. Yeah, I mean, like, it's, like, tsh, like clearly yeah. for children. Like, all that store is not, like, oh, maybe it's for children. It's, like, definitely for children. Yeah. Like, and so, yeah, so he, um... Wow. It's pretty much that. He really Incredible. Is not a, Truly iconic. Not a winner. Not a winner. Pierre, no bueno. Yeah. Um, well, that's great. Well, to end, we like to um, do some rapid fire questions. Ooh, exciting. So, 
you know, it can be a favorite, it can be a number of things, however you want to answer, don't think about it too much. Cool. Just to, like, Ooh, I'm excited. give people a little... It's like Vogue 73 questions. Yeah, it's, like, to give people a little bit of, like, a glimpse and to give people, like, recommendations. So, favorite movie? <laughs> <laughs> Just a favorite before, or maybe something you've sun- recently? Before Sunrise. Oh, yeah. We've actually had other people on the podcast that have said the same yeah. thing. I like to, I'm, I'm, we're going to do something with these questions. <laughs> Shay and I always say this, my co-host, because a lot of people say like similar things. Ooh. People well, I mean, that are from different places. It's really good. good. Yeah. Um, Everyone should watch it. It's really good. Yeah. Um, the trilogy. Favorite book? I don't read very often. Okay. Uh, the, the French dictionary. Cool. <laughs> we're using the French dictionary to prop up the microphone right now. There's so it's very fitting. That's awesome. Oof, I haven't um, read a book in a while, man. Well, no, okay. I, I'm no, that's a lie. I'm reading a book right now. What is it? I'm reading um, <laughs> uh, Movable Feast by Ernest oh, Hemingway. Cool. I'm almost done. Nice. Very cool. Very French. Ernest Hemingway. Love it. Um, favorite TV show? You said you watched Netflix a lot. Mm, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> Very cool. Um, favorite designer for clothes? Um, Rouge. Mm. Very nice. Um, favorite model? Who's someone you look up to or um, someone you like their style? Why is this so hard? No, it's really hard. <laughs> Shay and I did this on each other recently and we were like so excited. I guess, do, should I just say the first thing that comes to my mind even yeah, if it's sure. not true? Okay, Carly Kloss. That's a good one. She's classy. She has good style. That's awesome. Um, Favorite band or musical artist? Uh, the Kinks. Okay. I thought you were going to say Harry Styles, but he's more oh. of like a cultural icon. He's then more just my favorite human. Yeah. Okay. Favorite human, <laughs> Harry Styles. Styles. Check the box. Great. Um, favorite place you've visited but never lived? So it can't be Paris or Chicago. Ooh, even good though question. I know Paris is your favorite. <laughs> <laughs> um, Berlin. Oh, that's cool. I have never been to Berlin, but I want to go. Um, that's great. I think that about covers it. Thank you for your candor. Oh, I'm sad. It's over. <laughs> now it's just a memory. <laughs> well, don't you need to plug her? Oh, yeah. Duh. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, producer Jenny. This is why she's here to keep us on track. The podcast um, goes downhill when I'm gone. It's really, <laughs> really true. <laughs> um, where can people find you on social media if you want to be found? I would love to be found. I am <laughs> on Instagram as Celia period Marie period Cherie. Um, so if you look up Celia Marie, it might come up more easily. Mm-hmm. And there's a link there for uh, the music video that I just made for Lucille Furs Another Land. And that link also takes you to my Vimeo account where you can watch Long Vio Femme, um, which is also just vimeo.com slash Celia Marie. So uh, you should check it out and let me know what you think about that, that letter, infamous letter. Yeah. It's wild. It's crazy. I couldn't <laughs> believe it. Shock and awe. <laughs> 10 out of 10 would recommend. All right. Thank you, Celia. Yes. I got rid of one of the bracelets you gave me. And surely a part of our hope for us. Preview. Producer Jenny barfed on my computer. <laughs> End of the pod. Thanks for listening. Camp Adulthood is hosted by Maddie Yergi, Resident Youth, and Shay Keats, Camp Adulthood. We are produced by Jenny Mayfield. And this episode was recorded in Maddie's living room. You can find us on social media at camp underscore adulthood. You can email us hello 
at campadulthood.com and you can visit us at campadulthood.com. Please also find on our website, there are links to our Patreon page where you can be a subscriber and there are many cool prizes. Thanks campers. We hope that you enjoy your stay at Camp Adulthood.